the hit number one super podcast about urban legends i am number one number one i am uh the captain of the college lacrosse team uh chet vermont jr the fourth and with me at naught to 60 in 3.4 seconds this man ain't no slouch with calf leather interior and beautiful curves He'll certainly get you some looks at race day track. His interior is sleek and says, look at me. It comes in three colours, red, red, and my personal favourite, red. But at £250,000 for the basic model, you know, he's going to cost you. It is always Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How you doing? How's your week been? It was all right until you um, started doing your Jeremy Clarkson impression. How's uh, how's life as a car these days? <laughs> I thought it was a Stig. No. no, no. Is he still around the Stig? I don't know. He... I don't know. Like once, I know one of them. Once they got, I know one of them. He, he published a book or something, and they all got a bit annoyed and fired him, or we had to leave the show or something. Oh, really? He did, he did like an autobiography. Yeah, oh, it was like, probably yeah. Because like, the, the three, they don't... Jeremy Clarkson's like the only one who's coining it out of this shite. Is man, I'm the only one who can coin this. Um, well, I think it's because it better be a secret, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. You know, um, you know, broke the spell. It's like wrestling when they all realise that it was fake. What? Not fake, well, you know. Yeah, sorry about that. These are athletes! Fake <laughs> um, or whatever they call it. Well, I think the thing with... They didn't really need him anymore because they got booted off BBC for being Darth Race. Oh, yeah, that's right. Being, being uh, bigots. And uh, then yeah. they just... Went oh, no, no, the bigotry was fine. It was but punching the uh, producer because he couldn't have a hot meal was the... the <laughs> Give me a hot but, meal. You know, physically assaulting the staff. So that was the, you know, the one that they couldn't get away with. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, have you been in, in enjoying your uh, calf leather interior recently? Um, yeah, absolutely. Lovely. Very, you know, it must very be luxurious like, and well stitched. It must be like calf leather interior, which is like Trump's jock strap. Something like that. I don't really want to speculate on. Good, good. I'm glad you don't. Anything that's been that close to little Trump. So have you been up so um beyond that, what have you been up to this week now? Anything uh anything exciting? Anything haunting? Well, beyond transforming into a car. When you're not transforming into a car. That's not very Thanks. exciting. I'm very, I'm very difficult to excite. (laughs) (laughs) We've been doing donuts around a car park in uh, uh, Asda, something like that. Aldi, Aldi car park. I was trying to think where you'd you'd need some space for a good donut. Yeah, Asda car park. It'd just be any car park, wouldn't it? Be all right. Yeah, it'd be any car park. That's true. Yeah, late at night. Oh, well, that sounds fun. When the cars are gone. Yeah, Yeah, just drive around in circles. Impressing all the boy racers in there. In the uh, hot hot hatches, <laughs> soup yeah. up hot hatch, go faster strikes, that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Do you do you when you're in car form? Do you talk like Night Rider? <laughs> <laughs> I I, <laughs> I cannot confirm that, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I got the sort of you know uh, high pitched oh. British voice. Nice. No, so you thinking of um, taking down some crooked sheriffs at some point? 
Well, if I can if I can get Hasselhoff on the blower, yeah, he doesn't respond to my calls anymore. Too busy getting drunk and singing to his daughter when yeah. he's eating a hamburger. That's yeah. probably about ten years ago. To be fair. It was a while ago. Dad, stop doing this. Sure, up, I'm having a drink. <laughs> yeah, sure. Up. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have a burger and then I'll sober up, all right? I've not eaten. Oh, lovely stuff. Uh, so, Neil, I've decided. Thank you, all, Chris. It has happened. Well, that's why, that's, that's, that's why I don't have kids <laughs> anymore. That's what I've taken. Uh, the government took my babies. Um, I've decided to get into the lucrative market of uh, fantasy, fantasy epic fiction because that seems okay. to be quite good. I've come up with quite a good system for because it's always naming it that's difficult, isn't it? That's true. Yeah, you want a you want a strong uh, want a strong name. So I've come up with a system name. which is you need like you need to have two words, one word being something sort of natural and elemental. And the second word being something either used or something that people did in the Middle Ages. So, I don't know, let's say uh, the Comet Runners. Comet Run or Comet Runner. That's quite good. You can write back from that. Or the Moon Loom. The Moon Loom might work. Yeah. The Moon Loom. And then basically you write back from that. So, uh, I'm doing the Comet Runner. Um, I haven't figured all of it out. At the moment, I've just written the the sex scenes and the, and some of the violence. I mean, it'll be a mature fantasy, yeah. Yeah, I've tried, but what I've done is I've tried to write the um, I've tried to write the sex scenes realistic. It's just embarrassing fun, yeah. Well, so they are um, they're stoic, <laughs> they're clumsy, okay. but they're uh, but they're at the end of the day necessary. So that's how I've written those, and uh, <laughs> and I've written the I've written the violence. I mean, but the the, the violence it, it's not for kids. Neil, it's not for kids. The violence is very bloody and kinetic. Um, there's uh, there's incredible detail about the um, mutilation of corpses and that kind of thing. So what I need to do is then just put some fantasy shit in there, and I reckon I could get. Get a Netflix or Amazon show out of it. What do you reckon? I think what might have happened here, Chris, is you might have confused fantasy novel with serial killers manifesto. Right, right. It's what, an easy mistake to. to well, I've got several into. of those already, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know that they're not publishable. They're not. Well, I mean, you did get a bit of interest from Random House, didn't you? From that other I one. did get some interest from Random House, and yeah. yeah, but ultimately they felt it wasn't marketable. Yeah, Penguin said... It wasn't the right time. Penguin didn't even get back to me. <laughs> no. It's unbelievable. They still print Blighton, so I don't really see what the problem is. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot um, of problematic work out there. I heard back from some newspapers that I sent it to, and they said they wouldn't publish it until I backed up some of the things. So essentially they were they were goading me into, you know, doing some killings. Uh, it's entrapment, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I got the reply because I put my um, I put my address on it <laughs> with the self address envelope inside. Please reply to. Um, lovely. So uh, Neil, you're leading this week with another one of your puh, pop culture urban legends. Puh. What is it? Well, I'm going to refer you to uh, to an article on mental floss. 
Suspicious Minds, the bizarre 40-year history of Elvis Presley sightings. Elvis Yes, we're going to have a look in. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so there's... It's turned into an urban legend, basically, the fact that there's quite a few people who don't believe that Elvis died. Um, so, you know, as... Yeah. The conventional history has it, Chris, but is it true? Not but, according uh, to Buffer Hotep. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> on August 16, 1977, um, Elvis Presley died at the age of 42. I didn't he died so young, actually. Um, as more than 80% of Americans believe. He still outlived me. Mental so, 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 you know, sounds like about 20%. Um, not sure that, they, that he did. Um, or it could be that that, that that date was the start of the most spectacular disappearing act in the history of mankind. Okay. This kind of ties into these celebrity ones, like Tupac still being alive. Um, yeah, actually, I mean, I mean, Elvis is the daddy of all of these kind of theories. Yeah, but yeah you do. Get, and John you do Lennon get being that. dead and replaced with a with a personator. That was one, yes. wasn't it? <laughs> there's, there's a few of these. <laughs> well, that's the thing with Bo Hotep. I really like that film, so I think they should maybe, um, yeah, just do like a franchise. They could do a John Lennon one and a, a Tupac Shakur one. Yeah, John Lennon's. Living in get the blowout of Don Cascarelli or whatever. Don Lennon's name. living in a um, in a B and B, and in Worthing, in Worthing, and uh, he has to defeat a Decepticon. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, you could. Well, you think you should could very much recreate the chemistry of um, yeah Bruce Campbell and was it Ozzy Davis? Yeah, and you could have Tupac Shakur and uh, and uh, John Lennon both fighting the um, Megatron or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and then you're tying it into the Michael Bay universe, so that's bound to make you money, isn't it? Rather than all that turt about King Arthur or whatever he started fucking making up there. If he wants to know about Arthurian legends, he should come to us. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Wants to listen to the hit podcast Merlin's Oak. Nary a mention of Merlin's Oak. That's the most important. That's the linchpin of the whole story. doesn't understand stories. What kind of mythos are you creating there? Don't worry about it. Come on, and hop in mad. Right, come on then, Elvis. So right, so there's lots of lots of um, lots of sightings, lots of theories. So what's um, so, what's, so the theory stuff. here is that Elvis isn't dead. That's the yeah. Theory. So the theory is um, he's, he's not dead. He's been sorted elsewhere. Okay. So as 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 Mental Floss put it, he's left the realm of popular entertainers and joined the ranks of Bigfoot, the Loch Ness monster, and to some, Jesus. Um, <laughs> that might be pushing it, push, pushing the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> And again, I didn't realize he died so young. It's a bit like with um, John Lennon. I think, yeah, that's you're going to get sort of um, people. Uh, well, that's a know. 27 club, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It obviously, it showed me age a bit there, but um, yeah. Tw- I mean, you, you'll get a whole bunch of people who died very young, and it's yeah. Is that? Are you 42? Uh, 43, actually. 43. So that's yeah. why. It, so it's it's really hit home to you that you're. You uh, you potentially live worse than Elvis did, so you're on borrowed time. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if I go. Is that, is that why you chose this? It's one. like you already died, mate. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah this will be my legacy before I die on the toilet tonight. <laughs> Make the most of it. <laughs> oh, okay, it's really so... weird because he foretold it. Maybe he's not yeah. dead either. Yeah. <laughs> He wasn't, he wasn't entirely... He's living with Kurt Cobain. Be in, uh, he's living with Kurt Cobain in Dundee. That's what I heard. Okay. In an end-of-tenement house. Oh, yeah. Course, it's a, works in a local Londis. Oh. Works at a happy shop with one of only three left. 
Kurt, you've blocked the toilet again. <laughs> what you like? Stop moping. Ugh, come on, mate. <laughs> come on, darling. <laughs> come on, give a smile. <laughs> come on, darling. It's not happened yet. <laughs> Just so you're like a, a cheerful slash irritating builder. Think, yeah. <laughs> come on, worst things happen at sea. <laughs> I bet you've got a lovely smile, Kurt. Come on. <laughs> Come on, get get yourself dolled up. We're going down the white art tonight. <laughs> you can have a kit. I'll get you as many Camparas as you like, darling. They're yeah. not taking me out with a shotgun. <laughs> no shotguns. No, not allowed. Um, okay, so first sighting was um, on the afternoon of August 16th, 1977. So I'm just checking on this. Okay, so this literally would have been the day that he died. died. Well, presumably he'd, um, yeah, or the day he died. Anyway, a man bearing a striking resemblance to him is said to have purchased a one-way ticket from Memphis International Airport to Buenos Aires. He supposedly gave the name John Burroughs, a pseudonym Elvis used when checking into hotels. John Burroughs. Uh-huh. So, Did he uh, go there to join to join the ex, ex-Nazis? <laughs> well, I mean... I think he was mildly right wing, actually. Not necessarily massively. Well, certainly not to that extent. But um, I, I don't. Know. I don't know his politics. No, I don't. No, know nor, nor do I care. Nor do I care to. No, I imagine. No, I no. imagine he was a project, a product of his time and environment. Though, no. let's just put it that way. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Then. I'll <laughs> speculate. Um, so, an author of a book called Elvis Decoded claims to have debunked the popular and wholly unsubstantiated story by interviewing airport officials and determining that international flights weren't available from Memphis in 1977. So that puts a little bit of hole in that story, doesn't Didn't it? think that one through. <laughs> also, why would the most famous man on the planet um, go to the airport on the day that he's faking his own death? And then they've put in here, maybe Elvis figured his acting skills would help him avoid suspicion. Maybe. I reckon that's a dig at his acting skills. I think it's a dig at his acting skills. I think, well, I think, I mean... You know what, he was a musician first, actor second. Yeah, do you know what, he brought a lot of people a lot of joy with his films, like, I can't remember, Honolulu, something or other, and uh, Elvis at War. I don't know the name of his films. (laughs) Elvis Elvis versus... The Eyes of (laughs) Go-Go. Elvis versus the Japanese. (laughs) Um, Mildly mildly uncomfortable. (laughs) 80. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so what if people have liked it? So you know, what? And what? So this person reckon they're a fucking great actor. Then why are they writing? Yeah. Why are they writing poison pen pieces about a dead when, man? When are you? When are you going to be on stage playing the Dane? Whoever's written this? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, you know Gilgood. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Well, he may not have been classically trained. The boy certainly had charisma. And that's something you cannot learn upon <laughs> in in the RCA. Like and of course, you know, it's a stage trip to just get out and sort of sing a few songs, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, is this person so sniffy about the Rat Pack doing films? Because they weren't good actors. Were they? Well, they allegedly weren't particularly good singers. You know, like there was a lot of, that was kind of, that was Hollywood, wasn't it? You'd get it's not. I mean, what does this person want? That's what I want to know. What do they want? Elvis was probably offered a chance to go in a film and offered a good old wedge. And he went, yeah, all right. And then the people in Hollywood. He told to by the Colonel, wasn't he? 
and the people in Hollywood, when if we put Elvis in the film, we'll get like loads of people who go and watch it because they really like Elvis. Mm. I don't know if people went and watched it and really enjoyed the film because Elvis in it. And this little spiteful cow, whoever he is, is sitting there going, Yeah, he's the one that's very good actor. So I shut up. Shut up, you prick. Everyone, do you know what? Like, what the, uh, I only watch Werner Herzog. Like, fuck off, mate. You know? Do you know what I, I mean? Werner Herzog's got a, got a sense of humour. I think he'd uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't he'd watch a bit of Elvis. Oh well, no, he wouldn't mind watching Elvis. That's the thing. The person that whoever wrote this it like holds up as a deity. Yeah. You don't know your bore, mate. Stop being you're 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 more shallow than the people who you have a go at. That's the truth. Do you know what? The... Told Kenneth Partridge, and we'll carry yeah, on Kenneth... reading that from your article now. Yeah, carry on Kenneth Partridge. Do you know what? Like. You might not like it. Plenty of people did. None of us have the right to tell people what is good and what isn't good. It's up to everyone individually to get any joy out of this difficult life that they can. And the fact that you're just adding bitterness into the zeitgeist makes you, I think, worse than Hitler. Partridge. Count me up. Sorry. That seems, that, well, that, that seems entirely proportionate for, for a one-sentence mild rebuke, so well well done for sticking up for Elvis there. Um, yeah, and so the, another another thing was around the funeral, which um, which is a, it looks like that was the... Oh, two days later, apparently. There were no, three of them the at the funeral. Got in the ground quick. Um, so footage of the surface shows Paul Bear is struggling to lift a 900-pound copper coffin. The king had picked up, packed on a few pounds in his later years, but there's no way he was pushing a half ton. Are you having a crack at his weight? Oh, oh here we go. Do you see what you oh, see Trish. now? I had this person, I had his number, yeah. first sentence. I know it's tight. Right, he's, a kind, so, he's, a kind of, he's the kind of person who used to hang around with all the bullies, isn't he, so he wouldn't get picked yeah. on. <laughs> so, one explanation for how heavy it was is that the casket could have been outfitted with a cooling system. The kind you'd use to keep a wax dummy of a beloved celebrity from melting on a hot summer day. So we've got a La Pascalita sort of thing going on here. Yeah, I mean, but also a cooling system. What, like a portable refrigerator, or would it be a chemical cooling system? And also, in also the it's 70s, cool, that's it's making a... quite a bit of noise as well. Yeah, that's free on why is that coffin expelling like freedom gas and sort of like why why are the pool humming the pool bearers it was actually really like coffin but the pool bearers were actually getting asphyxiated with all the free one (laughs) collapsing um i mean it was it a open or closed casket i mean why would you need to bother i don't actually say but this is what's weird but and and anyway if it was open then it wouldn't really have been particularly good for cooling would it you would have thought i don't know um this is sound crazy Presley's cousin. Oh no, it must have. It must have been open before they. Um, right. I, was, I mean, I think probably what they would have done. I like, had an open casket. People yeah. probably went by to pay their respects. Then they closed. Bang it the lid down. Off. Yeah, carry it off. Um, but well, just put it in a cold room. I would argue there. That'd be a lot easier. So were they worried about it melting in the chapel? Well, or maybe it was just maybe they figured like they get halfway down the hill to the cemetery or something, and then just let a wax start tipping <laughs> out the side. I don't know. Pour it out. <laughs> I mean, it's a ridiculous theory, and the the, the, <laughs> the explanation is even more ridiculous. I'm not sure. It doesn't really explain. I mean, but, I, well, I, I mean, I, but hang on a minute, Chris. We've not heard all the evidence yet. So, I fancy look. my chances of having once 
like kissed a dead body, and that's not as weird as it sounds. It was my grandma hmm. passed, yeah. and um, I kissed her on the forehead. I fancy that I would be able to tell the difference between a dead human and a waxwork human, having also been to Madame Tussauds. But what if it had an extensive cooling system? I mean, wax is still different. Wax is still different than flesh. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that, maybe that was it. It's a bit waxy. Do you know what I mean? It's got yeah, it's got a a waxy waxy feel to it. I mean, that's certainly what they seem to be implying. I mean, it doesn't even say, well, there, there was definitely... And they knocked that... In three days, they knocked together the world's most lifelike wax, waxwork model. I would have thought the wax, that much wax would take longer well, to... Well, well, hang on a second. Oh, we we don't, don't, they already had we it don't ready. Exactly. Oh, yeah, of course, because he had actually you're, died. you're planning this, aren't you? Ah. So you've put, you know, you've put out a fake death, but this... Yeah, sorry, he hadn't actually know. died. Yeah. Got caught up. Yeah. So, you know, he's... he's um... Confusing, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, it's very confusing, yeah. I would say almost asinine. Um, so, you know, that might sound crazy, but here's the thing, Chris. Chris's yeah. cousin, Gene Smith, thought the body looked a little strange. His nose looked kind of puggy-looking, and his right side burn was sticking straight out. It looked about an inch, he said in a 91. About like 90, 90, like 90 degrees, like an L. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his hairline looked like a hairpin. <laughs> that kind of, like... Basic thing you would have think that that wouldn't be the bits that they'd fuck up. <laughs> it'd be no, like, no, exactly. It, you know, it, I, I couldn't really. His paws looked weird, and his mouth looked a bit odd. Rather than, oh, but he, well, hang on a he was also troubled by the smoothness of Presley's t- typically calloused hands. I'm not. He was having a proper explore here. So, Who how did he find out? Was, and the sweat on his brow. Wax doesn't sweat either, so I'm not quite sure what's being implied here. No. Unless they're just like wax beads. Condensation. Yeah, unless they'd... Unless they'd <laughs> that's when they'd been modelling him. There was some sort of irrigation system under the skin as well. It was a very... For the cooling system, there was a build... There was yeah. condensation building up on top of his head. Well, unless they would... They, when they actually modelled him, they did it so realistically that the real beads of sweat of quite an overweight man with a diet of meat would have in the American South. So they actually carved in the beads of sweat into the model. Could be, could be. Could be. I mean, surely what you do is just, you know, maybe give him a, get the real Elvis in there, give him a sedative or something, and then uh, give him a current pain. Well, we already had a few sedatives, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Go and have a lovely sleep in here, Elvis. It'll be over in a few hours. Um Anyway, no, apparently not. Anyway, so there you go. So potentially, you know, they shoved a, a wax. Initially, we should get that. Initially, when you said cooling system, I thought that they actually had the real Elvis buried him, but he had like a cooling system. That was what I was <laughs> then thinking. They dug him up. In. It was, was going to be some <laughs> extravagant thing, exactly, just to keep him cool and then dig him up. But no, apparently, this was to keep a, a wax dummy cold. Wow. Um, yeah, that sounds fairly convoluted. Um, and talking of convoluted, so attentive fans were further spooked when they saw the King's headstone because it read Elvis Aaron Presley with two A's, even though he had the middle name Aaron with one A. Oh, well, that's... So, you know, the theory is Elvis used the incorrect spelling to signal to fans he was still alive. That's the correct spelling. A, as well as the first word in the life, Chris. So what about that? Isn't the correct spelling a double A, though, Aaron? No, that's the only time I've... That way I've, I've yeah, so it's spelled, the correct but... spelling. So it could well, be. Well, no, no, apparently his, his birth name was 1A, R-O-N. Yeah. I mean, so, it's one of those ones, obviously, there are derivatives, um, presumably. But um, So what's happened there is someone's told 
like on the phone, the the tombstone carver guy. They go, what's his name? Elvis Aaron Presley. And then he's carved it in with the correct name, but Elvis spelled it differently. That's what it sounds like to me. That sounds, sounds far less likely than it was done at the behest of Elvis himself to signal that he wasn't dead when he was faking his own death. That's true. I didn't, yeah. yeah. You're right. Just one for the diehards there. It's a little Easter egg in his <laughs> att- attempt to, you know... Uh, he himself, bless him, you know. Little wink. Right, I'm off. I'm off to the airport to buy a ticket to Buenos Aires now. Personally, well, what do you mean you don't fly international? I mean, the the alternative is, you know, the fact that he just preferred to spell it in the more common way, and that's how he'd been doing for quite a while, as legal documents test. Mm-hmm. So, so in actual fact, yeah, he spelled it to ace himself by the sounds of it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, right. So he's, he's been, as born, he was spelled A-R-O-N, but he preferred to spell it A-A-R-O-N. As ignorant parents. Second major Elvis sighting came in a photo, the uh, form of a photo snapped on December 31st, 77. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's been off to Buenos Aires and he's, uh, he's obviously come back. So he, he was, um, while visiting Graceland with his family, a man named Mike Joseph took some random pictures of Presley's pool house. A few years later, studying him with a magnifying glass, he spotted a shadowy <laughs> Elvis-like figure sitting in the doorway. What was this? I suppose I didn't have the internet. <laughs> I mean, so Elvis was pretty keen to get found by the Yeah, time. I know. Yeah. Gone straight back hanging around. Yeah, Grayson, which is open to the public. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the experts at Kodak verified that nothing had been doctored. So somebody was peering out of a window. Somebody worked at Graceland. So, uh, apparently, on a Larry King interview, Elvis's good buddy, Joe Esposito, suggested it was another Presley associate, Al Strada, in the photo. One of the so, Dixie Mafia, or whatever they're called. Could have been, could have been. No, the Memphis this, Mafia, they were called Dixie Mafias out of Justified. Dixie Mafias, yeah. It's an oxycontin. Yeah, and there's a similar one where um, they captured an uncannily Elvis-looking like person next to Muhammad Ali and Jesse Jackson in an 84 newspaper photo. Again, um, again, like if you go into grounds, you're not hanging out with Muhammad Ali, the most famous Jackson. people in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was a sports agent called Larry Kolb who actually came forward and showed that it was him. But uh, asking an interview to identify the man, though, Ali reportedly said, "That's my friend Elvis." I mean, firstly, they're saying reportedly said, okay. and secondly, I think Muhammad Ali probably it's a bit of a joker, played. isn't he? <laughs> yeah, you know, he's quite a witty fellow. So, yeah. Right, so now, now we're off to the 80s, and uh, he pops up in Kalamazoo. Whee! Hello to there everyone, our listener in Kalamazoo. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much for listening, and uh, thank you for your town's input into this episode. <laughs> so Elvis pops up, Kalamazoo, Michigan, and it was a city that Elvis applied four months before his death. Oh. Now, in 88... A woman named Louise Welling from nearby Vicksburg claimed she'd seen Presley standing in line in the local supermarket. <laughs> now, how, I, gotta how get, you, I gotta get my beans. How do you think he was dressed, and what do you think he was buying, Chris? Is it is it obvious or weird? It's obvious. It's so obvious he was by. So he was dressed in a jumpsuit, in a white jumpsuit. <laughs> and was he buying? Uh, burgers and ammunition. Oh, that's a really good one. Well, no, he was he was purchasing an electrical fuse. Right. But here's the thing. So he was, yeah, white, rocking a white jumpsuit, apparently, and purchasing an electrical fuse. Mm. So fair enough. Doing a, doing a bit of shopping, probably. You know, we did a bit of DIY. Elvis wasn't above that, man of the people. 
Um, <laughs> my toaster's on the brick, and he's getting fumes. <laughs> hey, damn, so. Uh, I got to have some I, terrible elves to prison. <laughs> I got to have my English muffins in the mountain. Or have you just blown? Um, terrible. But uh, Welling's daughter later spied him scarfing whoppers at Burger King. So mm. you're right on the burger thing. And here's here's the part I love. So expert David Alder told the Los Angeles Times an interview promoting his Presley-themed cookbook. <laughs> wonder, wonder if he's incentivized to lie. What gives this account eerie credibility, said David Adler, is that Burger King was by far Elvis's favourite fast food chain. Mm. So there you go. Mm. I thought that he had his... I'm not sure that's true, though. Cause... All, I, all I recall, I mean, he had a personal chef who used to make him, I think it was like fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches. But he used to also have a... I'm sure you can get better burgers than Burger King. He used to get his burgers, like, flown in or driven in from a specific place where that he really liked. Um, Take it up with expert David Oldler. No. Do you know Oldler. what? Excuse me. Do you know what? It's not worth my time now. Have you got Presley Finn cookbook, Chris? I don't think so. Well. Yeah. Don't I? I've got a, I've got a Maggie Thatcher themed cookbook that I'm uh, trying, to, trying to release at the moment. It's not going well. How's that going? No. It's not going well. It's synonymous with good eating, is she? No, it's not really. It's all, um, it's everything in aspic. Or, 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 jo- or joy. Or... Yeah, it's just, it's just everything in aspic. And, and apart from sort of maybe some hope cuisine from France, I mean, the 80s oh. in England was very much more of a, uh, culinary wasteland, wasn't it? Yeah. Fingers crispy pancakes. Best for curries. Do you ever have any of those? No, I didn't, I didn't all eat in the curries bag, until curries. I was an adult. My mum used to have them. Yeah. You get boiling, boiling the bag beef, beef and gravy. A lot of boiling the yeah. bag stuff, a lot of oven food. Fish, you know. I mean, the only difference between the boiling the bag beef gravy and the curry was they put some curry powder and some raisins <laughs> in, the, in the curry. It was not what you would call a, and of course it was the, you know, curry as opposed to, you know, like korma or. Yeah, just curry. Real thing. Which just means, yeah. which just means sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so after the Kalamazoo um, sighting, there were a bunch of other um, sightings of him doing unregal things like pumping gas, buying junk food, etc. Um, <laughs> these were consistent with the notion that he faked his death to escape the public eye. So I suppose he's knocking around doing normal things. Um, but here's In the public, thing. He started... <laughs> you know, do you know, do you know, do you know where? Do you know where you're most likely to catch the public eye? It's in public. In public. It's in public. Yeah. yeah. But if you're just doing something normal, like pumping gas, you'd be like, oh, you look a lot like a Elvis might if he'd lived to this age. Pumping, like, oh, pumping, pumping, gas, pumping gas in a jumpsuit with Elvis written yeah. on the back. That's what I like about the story in Kalamazoo, the fact that he'd be wearing a white jumpsuit. It's not how you're going to blend in, is it? Well... But maybe that's that's hiding in plain sight, That is, you're saying, oh, Elvis would possibly... Well, if, if, I, if I'd fake my own death, would I really be walking around in a in a jumpsuit? Yeah, exactly. Again, that's the, the Baba Hotep angle, the yeah. impersonator. Um... So, in 1990, he risked blowing his cover by appearing in the 1990 <laughs> holiday comedy, holiday comedy, Home Alone. Did he? Do you remember that one, Chris? I do yeah. remember Home Alone, yeah. So, there's a scene at the airport where um, Catherine O'Hara is yeah. um, trying to get home, and there's a beardy guy behind her who looks quite a bit like Elvis might. Do you think that he's just got one of those... Do you think that just if you look at every photo of everything ever, that some people who look a bit like... 
anyone might turn up. <laughs> Do you think there might be a bit of confirmation bias going on? I mean, considering you can literally study a photo of just like stuff on the moon. Yeah, and I bet that's the face. face is there. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you, we we like seeing patterns. That's what the brain okay. brain works. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I've seen some side by sides. Yeah, there's a similar bone structure, etc. Um, now, so so there was a bit of a back and forth around this one, mm. and um, you know, so somebody was like, "Well, how do you explain it then? You you know, you you have to." Have to show it, isn't Elvis? What? That um, isn't how that about, isn't... No, but but the proof is on you, mate, if you're claiming this. <laughs> um, but somebody actually did do this and pointed out he was an extra who'd started a bunch of other John Hughes movies. So, you know. There you go. Have that dickhead. Or, or was it, Chris? <laughs> well, does John Hughes giving Elvis a bit of side work because of. Because um, here's the thing. Well, exactly. Well, he's, you know, he's spending totally to... keys. I keep blowing my fuses. <laughs> Okay. Well, see, here's the thing, because we'll come on to this in a minute, because he was clearly just having... He's blown fuses left, right and centre. Yeah. And he's not, you know, how's, how's he... He's overloaded the circuits. He can't be a singer anymore, and that's his natural talent. Uh-huh. You know, he's, he's going to get back into acting, isn't he? I know, of course. Take one of his other... One of the, but he can only get sort of like an extra. He can't be the star there, so he's got... Well, a apparently he wasn't very good acting, according to some people. But I, I have, we, let's agree to disagree. Mm. Um... Now, here's the thing. Chris, Chris Columbus, who directed Home Alone, he'd, um, he'd just made Heartbreak Hotel, which was an 88 film about some kids trying to kidnap Elvis. Oh. So there you go. What is that? Proof. Proof positive. Just, it's just another thing that's vaguely, <laughs> vaguely associated. Connected. So, you know, right. just trying to pile up a bit of circumstantial evidence to try and make, make a case here. Um, I mean, I'll come on to the best one at the end. So here, there's quite a few sightings of him as a... Um, in various things. in 2016, there was video of a Graceland groundskeeper purported to be Elvis, which got the internet all shook hell. up. There's another another little little joke there. Uh. Um, so it's a, a grey-haired guy in a baseball cap and Elvis Week T-shirt, and he's mucking around with some wire. And then, um, oh, you need you, you need fuses for wire. Yes, and we spotted him in Kalamazoo buying a fuse in his jumpsuit. So yeah, yeah, he just so that he wouldn't get caught out living in his own home, which is open to the public in Graceland, as a caretaker. He he didn't want to get spotted in the local shop, so he drew, drove a 1,000 miles to get a fuse and a, had a Burger King and then headed back. Headed back. <laughs> so there's a video on YouTube that's been viewed more than 2 million times. Um, now, how would you go about debunking this theory, Chris? Probably easily. Yeah. So you just go and chat to the bloke who works <laughs> at Graceland, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> An affable gentleman named Bill Barmer. So two million times on YouTube, the one where people are actually saying, oh, this, is know, Elvis. this guy might be Elvis. Somebody actually went up, drove up, had a chat with a, a fellow. Mm. Um, and the guy was just mildly annoyed and said, well, I'm not 81, by the way. Um, but no, I'm, I'm 36. I'm just an hard life. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know how tough the landscaping gig is? Christ. I, I, may, I may or may not have fallen under my own lawnmower a few times. Yeah, let's, ju- let's just say I like a drink. It's a boring gig. There's a lot of chemicals involved. That's all I'm saying. Now, talking to grey, grey-haired, grey-bearded gentleman, there was also, um, for Elvis's 80, 82nd birthday, um, again, Graceland. Yeah, Elvis turns up sighting at Graceland. So there was a photo appeared on the Elvis Presley is Alive Facebook page in January of um, a man with a white beard and with security personnel in the top left-hand corner of the picture. 
who fans speculate it could be guarding Elvis. They're standing quite a way back into the left of him if they're well, guarding him. I'll say right, that. That, 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 that means that they're, they're good at what they do. Yeah, they're just hiding it. You don't want you, you, the, the ideal, and I know this as someone who often has to hire private security. Um, the ideal private security is you don't know they're there, so they're not impinging on your nice time, but they're also protecting you. I thought the idea of private security is just so you could sort of like, you know, show the hoi polloi who they really are, like Madonna going around Hyde Park jogging with her entourage, um, rushing everyone else out of the way. I don't know. I don't... I'm not sure that I'd even go, oh, it's Madonna, if I saw her jogging. I mean, I, you wouldn't... Auto, you, you don't stare at people that much who are jogging, do you? No, no, but apparently she's a jogger in Hyde Park. It'd be, it'd be like a load of security guards pushing people out of the way to jog on the same path. Really? Oh, we got got some of them quite mad, Chris. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that. You're not the fucking police. It's everyone's well, park. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I'd get into yeah. I'd get into a bit of pushing and shoving with them. <laughs> um. So, and if you thought that, that that was daft, I mean, so someone else is so you know what none of these have actually explained is why would he want to fake his own death? But there's a theory for that as well, Chris. Uh, okay. Aliens. What, no, no. So one of yeah. the biggest theories on why Presley may have faked his death is because he had to order hadn't had to in order to escape the mafia. This is from Time, by the way, Chris. The what? So Gail Brewer I've switched to an article in Time. Time. Time magazine. Time magazine. That's right, yeah. Well that's a, um, that's just a weighty tone now. It is. It's a you know prestigious organization. Yeah don't they have um, like Time Time Man I've of, been time Man of the Year in Time Time twice, Chris. You have I believe we both we both have. There was um there was Saddam Hussein, you, yeah. Bush, Hugh Hefner, you again, Gaddafi, Gaddafi, <laughs> Bill Gates, Trump, Epstein, presumably. Epstein, <laughs> Gary Glitter, <Yeah>. God. <laughs> Jimmy Savile, you again, Oi. Epstein again, Prince Andrew, right. <laughs> no, no, because they, um, they, I think that didn't one year they had the whole of the EU as, as man of the year. Doesn't make any sense. Person of the year. No, Dan, but I, I take it to mean that I'm, I've been a Time Magazine's person of the year. Oh, really? You were in the EU at the time, Chris. So. Well, that's one of the reasons we got out, wasn't it? Didn't want to be associated yeah. with Time didn't Magazine. Didn't want to be associated with Time Magazine. Anyway, enough about that. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> so, that was my main reason. Gail Brewer Giorgio, the author of the 88 best-selling book, Is Elvis Alive? Answered in her mind is obviously yes. Recalled in a recent interview with Time how she poured through thousands of FBI documents to come to the conclusion that Presley was an American hero who had to go into witness protection. Oh. Do I know if Elvis is alive today? No, I don't. But I know he didn't die on August 16th, 1977, she said. Oh. Now, she's now 78, but she said the FBI enlisted Presley as an undercover agent in 1976, to help an agency to help the agency infiltrate a criminal organisation called the Fraternity. <laughs> Apparently, it's made up of dozens of racketeers. It doesn't say it's the mafia; it's the Fraternity here, but whatever. Well, that sounds more like, like um, sounds like a bad cult. Sounds like Skull and Bones kind of yeah, that kind of. Um, Apparently, it was just the local fraternity, just some frat like, boys, yeah, trying, frat to, boys. trying to go out to Canada and buy some, <laughs> buy some kegs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they call that racketeering. He's, he's already trumped up fucking FBI charge. 
<laughs> they just want to get the ATF in and try and cover up the stench of that fucking, what was it? Oh, God, what was the one with um, Waco? Waco. Oh, Waco Siege. Yeah. yeah. yeah they thought they'd have another one of those, but get it right this time. So <laughs> we're just going to invade a frat house. And just, you know, they won't have any guns this time. It'll be fine. It'll just, just be kegs and frat boys. We can take them out. I can imagine it'd be like a National Lampoons kind of thing. Are we bringing the Bradley tanks? Of course we fucking are. Don't worry about it. Right, anyway. So, but then what, what else do you need? Actually, no, it would have been pre-Waco, wouldn't it, if it was in 70, 76? Yeah. So this is, this is the, this this is the, is the warm-up. Yeah, this is the warm-up act. <laughs> okay. See, that's what they need. they were Waco. unprepared. You've got to bring Elvis in. Don't fuck about. Well, they, they, could have got they played, their trunk, got out. played their trunk card too early, didn't they? Too early, yeah, that's what they've done. You kind of, got, you kind of use it once. He could have talked them down, got them all out, got them all out safe. Um, so Presley volunteered, spurred by his love of America and respect for the FBI. Mm. The author said the agency had approached, it, uh, approached him because a member of the fraternity had, had some apparent dealings with him over the sale of an airplane this thing had had. Um, but when he was found to be a mole, he had to be put into a witness protection programme, citing what she said was evidence from FBI documents and interviews. When she cites this evidence, does she produce this evidence? Well, well hang on a second. <laughs> so Elvis, that's, that's Neil Code for, of course he's fucking dead. Um, Elvis faked his death because he was going to be killed and there's no doubt about it, she said. No. So the FBI did not immediately comment on a decades-old claim that she describes at length in her book. Well, because you can't answer every fucking nutcase claim. <laughs> Uh, but there's no mention of Presley aiding the FBI in more than 760 files the federal agencies released that pertain to the singer between 56 and 80. What, 760 files on Elvis? Yeah, well, apparently... Well, there might have um, been loads of threats against him, I guess. Well, you know you know the original kind of, like, um, way the FBI was run. Oh, God, what's the fella's name? Hoover. Yeah, Hoover. I mean, actually, there was, there was a lot of, like... Um, well, so I've read. Allegedly, there was a lot of blackmail files on sort of celebrities and things, right. and, or, and politicians. So, um, you know, you could effectively could lean on people if he needed information, or, or possibly for slightly more nefarious purposes. Yeah, it's quite a well. And I guess you also think the CIA gets up to the dirty tricks, and the FBI are quite clean. But when um, were the you know, communist Hoover was a communist fairly, uh, which, dodgy fella? Which try which hunts? The McCarthy trials were in the fifties. Well, Elvis um, so, was around in the fifties, so they might have been. He, was, he got popular in the 50s, so they might have had files to make sure he wasn't a goddamn gummy. Apparently a lot of them were because he was the target of several extortion attempts. So yeah. it, it probably wasn't, you know. And I think if someone's that famous, they've probably got... Yeah, you know, death threats. ...for various reasons. Extortion. Which, you know, level of wealth, yeah, exactly. Um, in fairness, on in that How case. many death threats do you get a week these days now? Um, it's still in single figures. Oh, but that's it's, good. It's getting up there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, no more than two a day. That's all right. Yeah, he's a war of a duck's back. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, um, so the release... Are there, are there any from anyone apart from me? Well, well, A, no. Um, you know, but, you know, it's, it's not credible death threats, are they? Not really. Yeah. He's, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If you want to be credible, Chris, you shouldn't cry down the phone in the voice message. I was trying to give the impression of being unhinged. Yeah, I was... Mission accomplished, but no, 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 no. <laughs> right. So the release documents outline the extortion cases and show his admiration for the FBI. During a tour he took at the FBI's headquarters in '71, he spoke favourably of the bureau and offered his services in any way, according to one of their memos. Um, and there is a mention he of the plan. He said that. Tap tap tap. Yeah. 
Um, so Presley, uh, Presley researcher who wrote Elvis Decoded, um, he doesn't feel there's anything in the FBI files, um, you know, and all the evidence points to a death. But there you go. So it may have been that, uh, you know, his extensive work for the FBI uncovering a criminal. It doesn't go on to document what like, the criminal what exactly because she because she gets quite passionate. But I'm going to find actually. I think there's something in the yeah. So still, Bro Georgia remains firm in her stance. The Georgia woman who still says she does not have a single Elvis album and owns no memorabilia of him insists her findings are based on facts, not feelings. <laughs> I know what he really did. What the facts? The world needs facts. This will be quite good for my bank account. Her narrative. Yeah, <laughs> the world needs to know that Elvis Presley put his life on the line. I think it's sad that we didn't know the whole Elvis. If I don't do this for Elvis, nobody is going to. So, you know, great singer, pretty good actor, law enforcement as well. I mean, actually, that's 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 a triple threat that Steven Seagal also brings to the table, isn't it? <laughs> incredible singer, incredible actor, uh, and a sheriff in some, some town yeah. where they just went, yeah, all right, you, Give us some money and you can be a sheriff. Have you seen one of the late periods? No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It depends. Would you consider... mostly him sitting down while a stump? No. Would you play. consider? Would you consider exit wounds a late, late Stephen Seagal? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's probably. But it's... It, it, does he? Does he move at any point? Yeah, he does. Without yeah. camera edits. It's that's decent. I quite like camera. exit wounds. It's decent. It's got Jet Li and DMX in it and Aaliyah. Well, Jet Li usually improves things he's in. Um, yeah. DMX is good, yeah. isn't it? Ali is good, isn't it? And Stephen Schools in it. <laughs> that's a that's a pity. <laughs> Less of him in, in your game. Might watch that later. <laughs> it's got a really good soundtrack, obviously, because oh, it's cool. got Aaliyah and DMX. Yeah, both of who are dead, which is sad. Yeah, I went, yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's the, that's our, our list of of settings um, of, of Elvis. That's What's the most recent? It, yeah. Have they kind of tailed off now that people like like aren't now that most this is of what they're saying. It's kind of like um, you know, he's only going to he can only be so old. But I think the the last one that they mentioned was uh, his eighty second birthday, which would have been what? So he died in seventy seven forty two eighty second. So it would have been two thousand seventeen, I guess. Oh, so okay. about four years back. So yeah, you know, pretty. Pretty up to date. But they're, 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 oh, I expect you pop to Graceland, Chris. You'll probably find them clearing out the gutters or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, painting the walls. Yeah, <laughs> doing the few. Keep himself busy. Well, you know, he liked the house. He didn't think about having to move. So you know, it's like, oh, I I mean, he can't to... star in any more John Hughes movies because unfortunately he's passed as well. But uh... Curse of Elvis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Curse. We lost DMX. John Hughes. I was they'll go so young. Yes, curse of Elvis. Weeping into his Graceland lawnmower. Um, okay. Right. Well, I guess then I mean, Yeah. You know, but believe or not believe, but it's you know, there it, are, it, there certainly, are those who do. certainly it's something that some people have said. Uh, <laughs> which is absolutely fine. So Neil, uh let's go through our scoring system. Yes, let's. So uh Let's go uh, start with spookiness, Neil. Uh, I assume you're going to give it a 10. Um, no, it's not really a spooky one, this. And it's, it's well, no, it just it just isn't. It's, um, this is going to be a very low scoring one. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's, I'm predicting. I haven't, been th- I haven't been through. It's quite a, 
it's quite a famous one. So yeah, it's yeah, spooky. That's true. It's not going to do very well because it's not spooky. It's not. Um, so other than the FBI, him having to sort of um, yeah, the breach hide for the next is, which he doesn't seem to have been able to do very well. Um, no, it's just it's not like he's going out and haunting people and things like that. So I'm going to give this a one for speaking. It's, <laughs> it's not really that kind of urban myth. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it is very low, isn't it? Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of any way that it could be spooky. I suppose if you saw who you that you thought Elvis was dead, and then you saw like a like sort of a blurry Elvis outline in the greenhouse at Graceland or something, it might be a bit spooky. So, uh, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm working, I'm working the angle there. So I think spooky is going to be low as well, um, but I'm going to give it a two. So believability. So, um, I mean, I don't believe that he fakes his own death, but on the other hand, there is no hocus pocus around it it's literally just someone faking their death so that's that's something that people do so that makes that believable um there's no kind of aliens or um witches or monsters which is a shame um you know i don't but the sightings are i mean it's it's vaguely believable that he could have faked his own death right i think that you know that's doable. Um, it would be difficult because you're the most famous or one of the most famous men in the world or people in the world, I guess. So it's tricky, but you could do it. But you wouldn't then be like turning up at gas stations <laughs> and that kind of stuff. You'd be like either in a like a, a, a ranch somewhere or a some gas country. Well, you don't. You get someone to go and do that. So um, I don't know, but I mean, again, like there's no, there's no. There's no, there's nothing kind of overly weird. So I mean, it's got a fairly high believability. I'm going to give it a six for me. Six believability, Neil. Yeah, I, you know, kind of like, and again, do I believe that this is true? No, I don't. Um, but anything from five percent upwards, apparently, of, of people uh, in America potentially believe that um, he could still be alive. Again, whether or not it's a bit like when they interview people, you know about facts that are really obvious during the second one and get them wrong. And you kind of think when people respond to these surveys, whether or not they're actually telling the truth. Because I think if somebody asked me if I believe that... Or if they're really thinking. Tempted to lie. Yeah. When you're asking someone something in a... Like asking someone a list of questions in a survey on the street, they're not going to sit down and have a good old think about what they actually believe, are they? They're just going, yeah, no. No, but you always get something like... I mean, it's usually in the Daily Mail or something. Someone say like, you know, oh, 20% of 16-year-olds don't know that... Hitler was around in the Second World War, or that Churchill was the Prime Minister, or something like that. And you kind of think, nah. Are they just being sarcastic? I don't know. Yeah. I was when I was 16, so I probably would have, you know, taken the piss if somebody came on to serve <laughs> me about obvious facts. Uh, I would, yeah, a 16 year old, and considering when people are younger and, and sort of the generations sort of like below us are even probably more left leaning than we are, and we're very left leaning. But I think as a proportion, they're probably even more so. Like, they're going to do whatever they can, like, to take the piss and discredit the Daily Mail. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> no, never heard of him. <laughs> I mean, really the service are carried out by an independent company. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd take, it, take some of these things. Anywho, I forget what my point was. Um, 
Oh yeah, yeah. About the the amount supposedly who people even love. But no, I, I think it's just it's one of those things. It's a bit like when people, as you said, thinking that John Lennon might still be alive or or Kurt Cobain or Tupac Shakur or whatever. Um, these are larger than life figures, and you kind of don't almost don't want to believe that they they pass away. You know, especially if they've been very important in your life, sort of your music and things like that. So, I think that's something that that adds to to, to, to it. You know, you kind of that denial, um, and and you know. Hey, you know, he would, if anyone would have had the resources to be able to fake their own death, that would have been Elvis. So, I'm not saying that I believe it and, and all of the sightings and things, but yeah, I kind of go along with you that uh, you know, it's it's something that, um, and as, again, with I think you're right that there's none, there's nothing too outlandish here other than things like him turning up in a white jumpsuit to buy a fuse. I think he'd probably be able to, but maybe you felt like you know, maybe he just felt he was bored. He's been locked in for six months. It's like, you know, we're all feeling that kind of like pandemic fever. Well, maybe I'll go out in a, in a jumpsuit in a bit. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to give it a five, actually. Five, um, okay. So, Reach, Neil, your turn. I think that this is quite um, far-reaching, yeah, actually. I've, I mean, I've totally heard the whole, oh, is Elvis still alive? And again, you have the various ones, uh, you know, Tupac, Shakira, et cetera. But actually, I think Elvis is probably the original one. And he's probably one of those first really cult icons. I mean, you might have had like Bill Haley and people like that. He was probably the first real youth superstar yeah. in the 50s. That sort of teenage culture, so that first or real him or Cliff Richard. Yeah, I think we all know which one's <laughs> going to be bigger there. Um, yes. And because Cliff, bless him, still with us and, um, and, and annoying us. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, I think... Um, I, I, th- I think that this this does have massive reach, even if you, whether you believe it or not, or the rest of it. I think everyone's heard the stories about Elvis still being alive. Um, yeah, it's a running I, joke, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I I think that this is pretty worldwide as well because I think again he was one of you know that that American yeah. culture really was it's absolute um, zenith. You know, rock and roll was taking over the world pretty much. So yeah, I'm going to have to give this an eight. I think eight. No, I'm going to give it a nine because I, I do think it's that. It's it's lasted. I mean, how lo- how long it goes on for? Who knows? But it's um, yeah. Well, as long as pe- people I agree Elvis. with all of that, and it's a running joke, and it's been a mult. I mean, there's books about it. Clearly, plenty on the internet about it. There's you know films about Elvis all being alive, like Bubba Hotep, which we've mentioned several times, which you should watch because it's a good film. Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it, like it's. Yeah, everyone kind of uh, everyone knows Elvis, and everyone knows that people have said, "Are oh, we still alive?" Um, I think that's pretty universal. Um, so yeah, I'm going nine as well. And so narrative premise. So it's actually going to be high, I, I, <laughs> but this is why we've got the system. Exactly. Um, so narrative premise. Um, so faking his own death. Um, there's stuff around him uh, infiltrating a fraternity who were trying to um, have a kegger, but the stuffy Dean was trying to stop them. Uh, so he had to go into hiding. What spawned all of those 80s movies? Like Animal exactly. House came out like a year after that, I think. Yeah, well, it was based on this. Coincidence. Elvis and also it. a John Hughes movie, Chris. Also a John Hughes movie. Launched his career. Wow. And did he thank Elvis 12 years later? Yes, he did. Premier? Yes, he did. <laughs> um... So again, there's not it, there's not a big it, it's not a big tale. It's not like a big story. There's not you know it's not it's not really a narrative. It's more that maybe this happened. Um, I'm not sure how. I think 
the celebrity still being alive thing has obviously gone on and grown. And I think this is the first, first one of its kind. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a seven. It's a bit higher for me because I think, um, yeah, I mean, all all of that, um, not loads higher, but, 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 um, yeah, no, I think it is quite a sort of compelling narrative of being the first one of those, just that the idea of a, of such a famous person, you know, still being alive, it's, it's something quite, um, it's quite a powerful hook there that lends itself to a bit of a narrative. And and the thing is as well, you can then, you can hang, hang your hook on that and have it do whatever you like. And so this will be the final um, time we shout out for Bubba Hotep, but they made a really great story out of this, so you haven't seen it, you know, and Elvis, Elvis pretends to be an Elvis impersonator and he um, follows adventures in an old folks' home with a, uh, JFK, plays by Ozzy Davis. It's uh, well worth a watch. One of my favourite B movies, but um, you know you can you can turn it into that kind of story where he's battling mummies in an old folks' home, um, or you could you know you could go and meet him in a uh, in a Burger King in Kalamazoo. Um, I think it's just uh, it's quite a strong to to, to, uh, to hang stories off of. So for that reason, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay, and that gives us an overall. Total of a very respectable 47. Yeah. So Forty-seven. but then other factors come out very There are hard, other factors. So. Oh, yeah, and just the notoriety of Elvis has pushed that right up. So um, that's it, really, from this week's Urban Legends. Next week we'll be doing uh, Tupac being still alive, and the week after we'll be doing yeah. Biggie still alive. <laughs> all all of these still being alive. Yeah, and then... Uh, yeah. Are there any others? Yeah. Gary Glitter still being alive? Oh, no, he, unfortunately he is, isn't he? Oh, um, what's his face? <laughs> Jim, Morrison. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison still alive? Yeah, he's another yeah. one. Yeah, so there's a lot. We've got a lot to get. That's going to be mainly the second series. I would imagine anyone in the 27 Club, because I think there's been rumours about Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Has and then, of course, for all of these people as well, there's theories that they were murdered by probably their significant other or someone CIA. Them. Or, or, Oscar, yeah, or, or the CIA or the mafia or both. Because, to be honest with you, Chris, CIA and the mafia basically the same thing, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah the two, yeah, exactly. The yeah. left hand to the right yeah. hand. Yeah. Hey, of, um, put your glasses the Ill- on, Sheep. Of the glorious brotherhood of the Illuminati. Of the fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you think the fraternity were either the Freemasons or the Illuminati? I think that they only only an entity as powerful as Elvis could take. I think they, I think they even the FBI slap... needed help with that. I think they were the slapstick comedy wing of the Freemasons. <laughs> <laughs> Gross yeah. out comedy. The ones that um, they had to get in because they were just influential and well born enough, but actually they weren't really any good at anything. So it's like like farming out your idiot kids to the church back in the day. Yeah, they went you were in the church, weren't you? The politics <laughs> were in. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll take uh, it. No, I'm joking. Um, cool. All right. Well, um, yes, we will see you, uh, whether you're from Kalamazoo or elsewhere in the Midwest, next time on Urbane Legends. If you want to get in contact, then it's urb.legends.podcast at gmail.com. I always remember that right at the end. So, um, goodbye. See you later.